Good morning. Welcome to A Taste of Tanya. This week, the world completes the 25th chapter of the Holy Book of Tanya, really wrapping up an entire section. This was a section that was discussing the aspiring vanity, someone who is growing in their service of God, wants to do every mitzvah to the best of their ability, but unfortunately has ugly temptations, has advances from the evil inclination. And earlier in the book, it discussed a longer route to overcoming that through more intense meditation. But in these chapters, it was the short route. In case of emergency break glass, what to do when you have those temptations and you are not in the emotional state to build up emotions through contemplation. And the author of the Tanya says you don't have to develop any feelings because they are already inside of you. Innate in every single Jew is a deep love for the Almighty and an inability to be, to be separate from God. In fact, Tanya said throughout history, we have countless examples of Jews that may not have been that religious, may not have been a life dedicated to the Torah and mitzvot. And yet when push came to shove, when they were in a situation that threatened their Judaism, they gladly gave up their lives to remain a Jew, something that was illogical because previously in their life, they didn't even live that way. And yet at this point, when their soul truly felt that this was a defining moment of their state of Judaism, they were unable to be separate from God for even a moment. You know, I have a very powerful family story we only discovered in recent years of a great-great-grandfather who was a simple Milamid school teacher in a town. This was back in Russia, and in those days there was a horrible, horrible decree that the Tsar's soldiers would come into random towns and literally kidnap young boys and draft them into the Tsar's army, not for years, but for decades, essentially giving them a life in the military and also a life away from their Judaism. They had a quota fulfilled. They would come into town and just snatch the children that they encountered, often with a list of who they were going to get. And my great-great-grandfather heard that they were in town and looking for him. They were fast approaching. And without hesitation, he took a saw in the shed and cut off his trigger finger. No anesthesia. He fainted immediately when he woke up. He was missing a finger. But because of that, they left him. No trigger finger. He was not fit to be a soldier. And he was able to escape the military. And I think of the feelings that must have gone through his mind at that moment. It wasn't just about being kidnapped. It was the fact that had he been snatched, he would not be able to live a life of a Jew. And he says, I can't. There was a voice inside of him said, I cannot under any circumstances. Tanya says, we all have that inside of us. The problem is just, we all create red lines, artificial lines, that this is a big deal and that is not a big deal. Oh, for that, I would never do such a thing like that. But this is just a small thing. And therefore, it's okay if I do that. And Tanya, over the last couple chapters, told us, in a sense, every single time we are faced with a decision, whether or not to do a mitzvah or to follow what our evil inclination wants us to do at that moment, it is truly a choice of whether or not we are living life in sync with a true reality, with God's reality, or whether or not at this moment we are saying, God, I don't really care what you want. I'm going to carve out my little slice in the world my agenda, my choice. And in a sense, at that moment, there is a mini act of idolatry taking place. 
Now, of course, we don't naturally feel this. We feel what's harsh about big sins in our mind, not what we might refer to as smaller sins. But in the words of Tanya, this is because of the shtus, the foolishness that desensitizes us to the importance of every single mitzvah. And so chapter 25 concludes by telling us, when in such a situation and you are tempted, whether you are tempted not to do a positive mitzvah or tempted to violate one of the Torah's prohibitions, just tell yourself, if this was a different kind of sin, idolatry, one of the more serious issues of Judaism, you would be prepared to, God forbid, suffer all sorts of terrible things as to not violate that. And here, all that's being asked from you is to not feed your evil inclination for a moment. All that's being asked from you is to have a minor inconvenience. Tell yourself if I would be willing to do something much harsher for my Judaism, I have the ability to make the right choice right now. Now, certainly this is not the usual way we look at life normally. We look at every single mitzvah being its own beautiful connection with God. And just because you don't do A doesn't mean you can't do B. It's not all or nothing. But in this chapter of Tanya, the Alter Rebbe is telling us another truth. And another truth is at that moment where we have the choice whether or not to embrace a mitzvah or not, that is not a small deal, that is a big deal. And although it might seem like a moment, every moment is eternal from the perspective of the soul. And we have the ability at that moment, if we summon up the internal strength inside of our soul to say, I want to choose the path of oneness with God. I do not want to even be disconnected to God for even a moment. I will choose life. Have a wonderful day. I